Good morning, Shavua Tov. Hope everybody has uh, had a wonderful Shabbos and a Shavuos. Uh, as usual, Chutz uh, Laaretz is behind us. We had Shabbos, you had Shavuos Shabbos, you had a double uh, Kedusha, but you're behind the week with us as far as the Parsha goes. But uh, there's always catch-up. And uh, okay, Smith Hashem was starting our week after Shavuos, and we're all uh, re ready to move on and to come uh, move on, move on with our Kabbalah Torah and to uh, seek new opportunities. So, what I'd like to learn with you today, but first, um, I've been told that this year is now be, is being sponsored Le'ili Nishmas. Lazar ben Rabbi Yehuda ben Yomin. His neshama should have an aliyah. 
So we're going to be discussing the piece today called Hachana in the Peleoites. Hachana means that uh, an, an understanding that before you start something, you need to prepare. So he starts off with something that we're very familiar with, and that's Shabbos. Uh, our whole week revolves around Shabbos. That's why we count the days. So Yom Yom Rishon L'Shabbos, Shein L'Shabbos, everything revolves around Shabbos. As we understand, you can make Havdal up until Tuesday because for on Sunday, Monday until Tuesday. So um, that's coming off the Kedusha of, of the past Shabbos. And on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we're moving up to the up-and-coming Shabbos. So everything revolves around Shabbos. So we're always preparing for Shabbos. Right? The Gemara brings down the famous uh, discussion between Hillel and Shammai. Hillel... Hillel would wait until Erev Shabbos before he would um, do his shopping for Shabbos. And Shammai, if he found something that was uh, appropriate for Shabbos on Sunday, he would already put it away. If he came across something on Monday, the next day they felt was more appropriate, so he'd eat what he brought on Sunday then, and then he would save Monday. Each day, again, was always think, always keeping Shabbos in mind. And uh, Hillel said, Hashem gives a bracha b'chol yom. Every single day Hashem gives a bracha. So he was mas- he held that you could wait until Friday to do your uh, Shabbos shopping. But he was maskim though, that it's better to follow Shammai for most people. Okay. So the Peleo, it says like this, our, our preparation for Shabbos it in and of itself, not just Shabbos is a mitzvah rabba, but the preparation for Shabbos is a mitzvah rabba. We see that even our our great Talmud HaChachamim were put all their efforts into Shabbos. Kvar Kosom Yishem Ari is brought down in the name of the Ari. Shema Shemaziyah, the sweat that comes off of a person. L'hachin Tzorchei Shabbos, Hutikin Gadol, it's an enormous perfection. The Pagama Bris, which is one of the major problems that we have in our Anashama, uh, how we damage our Anashama with the Begama Bris. And the Ari brings down that the more we put into Hachana Shabbos, that has a very therapeutic way to help that, to help our Anashama in that respect. He would, he would constantly walk around and go around. Make all efforts to uh, to go around to try to pick up things for Shabbos one by echad echad one by one because for each step he took he realized he was getting a mitzvah just like we have the famous idea of of going to a minion that the more you walk to a minion the greater reward you get. He did everything personally. Because we have a very famous rule the Gemara Kedusha brings down. That if a person does something personally, it has a much greater effect than if you do it through an agent. You, you can accomplish, but it, it's a much it has much greater effect for you if you do it by yourself. So this is one approach, and I brings down his own personal opinion over. He says, "Vani Omer, I want to say this is the Peleyowitz talking." What he wants to discuss over here is. How much time should a person put into Hachana for Shabbos? So he brought down his, this, this Rebbe Avram Halevi, who put in an, a, a good deal of time on Friday to prepare for Shabbos. 
So he wants to say, uh, in his opinion, the Peleoites, that this that this person, that's because everything that he did was Torah-oriented. So even the steps he's taking is also part of Torah. That every He was totally in, in, involved in Torah. That was his mindset. Or Torah bitveikuso im kono, or he was focusing on Hashem. And his love and his awe, Kedavra Amor, like it says, so therefore he every he could put in extra time for Hakana Shabbos. Aval Kagona not, but he says, but in reference to your person in the street, Yasme the Yasme, we are so quite a bit removed from that level. If you have somebody who will go out and do that work for you, Yosatov he says you will profit better. This is a very famous idea that um, anything that you can do through a shliach, then you're learning Torah takes a priority. Now, obviously, again, there's a, uh, there's a mitzvah to be done and the mitzvah needs to be done. But he's saying over here, if you can appoint someone else to do it on your behalf and you'll have time to sit and learn, he says, you will profit better if you learn Torah. He'll come away with new understandings in Torah. Because nothing equates, nothing is in value equal to the value of Torah. Even mitzvahs, things like that, Torah does everything. Torah, Talmud, Torah, Kenegat, Kulam. So that's, so therefore he wants to uh, balance this out. He said, for, for the for individuals that are on a very, very, unique level for them, the mitzvah of Shabbos and the, the acquisition of things for Shabbos, that is, that's for them. And they couldn't be involved in that and still be connected to Hashem through that way. But he says, for most people, it's not going to work that way. I, I don't know if this is similar, but there's a very, very famous story that uh, the Vilna Gon wanted someone to give him Musr. So the person that he asked to give him Musr was the Dubna Magid. And uh, to try to give, to try to find any uh, character flaw, any flaw whatsoever in the Vilna Gaon is almost impossible. So he had one, one possible idea that he put out in front of the Gaon. And he told him, he said, maybe you're a Gaon because you sit in your house and you're not out in the street like everybody else. He says, he said, it's not such a kunz. That was the expression. He was not such a kunz, it's not such a trick for you to be the gone because you're sitting in the base measures 24-7. He said, try to be a gone if you're going to be out in the street dealing with people and things like that, of that nature. So the story goes that he, he cried when he said that, thinking about it. And then in the end, he says, who said it? You have to be a kunzmacher. Who says that you have to play tricks? In other words, who said that I'm obligated to do that? In other words, if I have an opportunity to sit in the, in the base medrash and learn. I don't have to put myself out in the street. It's not a simple thing. So we definitely understand that being out in the street is an enormous challenge on a ruchnius level. And it's uh, it's very difficult. And therefore, like like the Peleoites is pointing out over here, going out and, and buying things for Shabbos is definitely an enormous mitzvah. And we point out uh, that how, how great a tikkun it can bring for a person. But he said, if you look at the big picture, he said, you will profit more if you'll stay in the base medrash and have, if others can do it for you. So then he, he recommends that. 
So this is as far as Hachana Shabbos goes. So now he continues. Any mitzvah that a person has, has an opportunity to do, and naturally you just don't jump into mitzvahs, you need to prepare for mitzvahs. That in and of itself is considered a mitzvah. Any preparation you do is a mitzvah in its own right. Because anyone who's doing things to, to make a Kiddush Hashem, you're constantly involved in mitzvahs. You, 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 if a person wants, if a person is really thinking, uh, I think Rebelli Yolapian once mentioned, he was talking about the, uh, the street sweeper in Yerushalayim. He said, if he would just have in mind that he's making Eretz Yisrael look beautiful, so every time he takes the broom and he's sweeping the street, he's getting a mitzvah for every single thing he's doing. All it takes is, and it's not all, but it just it depends on your focus. It depends on what you're thinking. If you're, gonna, if you're thinking mitzvahs, then every single thing you do is, an, is a mitzvah. And, um, and like we mentioned, uh, by Avraham Avinu and the Avos, it's Baba Yomim. They took every single moment of their days with them to Shemayim. Because everything they did was a mitzvah. It was, it was focused on that. So it's, it's not only for them, and it's for us too. We just have to try to, uh, even if we do it for one minute out of the day, like Rabbi Miller always used to point out, at least think about it. So if you take out a moment and you think about it, that I want to do this, then you're turning mundane activities into, uh, into mitzvahs. And he says how important it is to enunciate it, to verbalize it. It's very crucial. It's very important to say that l'shem mitzvah, like you see when they do make matzahs, every any mitzvah you're about to do, you say I'm doing this as to prepare for the mitzvah. Kagon gives an example. Before a person eats, eating. What should a person say? I'm coming to eat my meal now. So that I should be healthy. And I should be have energy. I want to do this so that I, we're all going to eat. Everybody's going to be eating. We're all doing the same thing. The difference is, is that I defined my eating. And if I define that eating, that means every bite I took is considered a mitzvah, right? Otherwise, I'm just doing like an animal does. Animals eat and we eat. What, what differentiates between us and them? We say a bracha. But uh, I think he's saying that we should do even more than that. In other words, the bracha, the bracha might, I, I guess the bracha isn't sufficient enough. You need to even verbalize that I'm doing this L'shem Mitzvah. Because the bracha basically is giving you permission to eat. Now the Gemara brings down that if a person eats without saying a bracha, he's stealing. It's, real, it's Hashem's food. Hashem's giving you, you ask permission first. Just like you ask your mother, can I take a cookie from the cookie jar? It's not yours. You have to ask your permission. But this is telling me why I'm eating. I'm, I'm resting now. So my mind should clear. So I can serve Hashem better. I'm doing business. I'm going out and I'm doing my business. I'm making my efforts to make my profit. All with your help, Hashem. In order to support my family. Like you want me to do, Hashem. Or they should be able to give tzedakah and to do chesed. And every mitzvah should have this in mind. Before you do it, 
should try to define it, that this is why I'm doing it, and therefore everything I'm going to do becomes a mitzvah. Because you're born a bias, you're building a house, you're building a house, you're putting on clothes. This is the path for every single activity that you're involved in. This should be the way it should be defined. And you should know from these words, you will, you will bear fruit from this. Because you're bringing down spirituality, the Kedush and holiness, on physical things. And this was the whole lesson of Shuas, like I mentioned to you, that uh, uh, everyone admits that you have to eat on Shuas because we have to realize that everything's a mitzvah. And this is, is so important to you know follow this up. Well, the mitzvah, everything you'll do will be a mitzvah. Not only that, but you'll give you a reward for what you just said as well. In other words, it shouldn't just be empty words. Your actions should reflect what you were saying. In other words, um, uh, I think it was the Amshin of a Rav I heard. Uh, said that why do we make a siyum after we well, excuse me why do we make a suda after we make a siyum because we want to see how do you eat now we just finished the masechta how does that affect you how, how does it look on you now does it, does that did that learning make a difference in the way you conduct your life and that's what he's saying over here he says you said you want to eat l'shem shemai well let's see how you eat are you eating like a bentore eats or are you eating like anybody else eats? And they're overeating and they're over overeating. Is that what you, uh, your action should not contradict what you said. El tzaddik ochel is born nafsha. Tzaddik eats what, from what he needs. Doesn't mean he can't enjoy it. made food to enjoy. It didn't make that everything is bland. He wants you to enjoy it. He made a, a very enjoyable world. He didn't make it black and white. It's full of colors and one should definitely take pleasure in the world. But don't overdo it. Don't just go around sleeping to, to take away from your time. As much as it's needed, I do. I don't, uh, I don't overdo it. Also, a person shouldn't become overly indulged in wealth because money is like salt water. You can't get enough of it. You have to know when and how to do it. Gain ma'atzor l'ashem. There's no holding back for Hashem. Hashem has a, has a quite a, a big bank account and he's able to help you to whatever extent and don't, one should not overdo it. Now again, how does one come to definitions and what he needs? That's an individual question depending on the person. But be that as it may, this idea definitely should be thought out. So since this person is living out a life where he wants to do the Ratzon Hashem, his serving Hashem is not being put aside because he's eating or he's sleeping or he's doing business. No, that's all part of the mitzvah. He has osi ma'isem mapik midei dibor, and shemaim they're happy, they're smiling with him. He's doing it all for a mitzvah. So when you're doing mitzvahs, you have to show you enthusiasm in a mitzvah. It shouldn't be like it's an avera. You want to show how excited you are over this. A person has to be careful with what he eats. He has to be careful with his business. A person should 
do business, it shouldn't involve anything that's forbidden because that's not what Hashem had in mind for your parnosa. That's a, that's a contradiction in reality. If Hashem wants you to make parnosa, it has to be that it shouldn't be anything that's unallowed, illegal. Then it's considered a mitzvah. Eat things that are healthy. Not necessarily things that are good. Right? And they definitely, you know, we're in the Israel, the Mediterranean diet. It's fantastic. That's number one as far as the diets go. Go for it. Not only will it not be to your desire, it's not a mitzvah, etc. Okay. So this is uh, this this is different. One was Shabbos. Now we're discussing our way activities. Now he brings down another achana. Like it says, he How should a person present himself when he's about to, to daven? We've been discussing about davening also. How does a person? How should a person go about preparing himself to to meet Hashem, his King? A person should wash himself up. Right, he lived. Uh, not everybody had shoes back in those days. If he, have, if he has, if he's barefoot, he should wash his feet. Shouldn't be dirty. How does one dress when one is conversing with the Creator? Even if he daven and get night you're in your house, you didn't go out. How would a person present himself if he was going in front of an important person? You're talking to the Creator. Make it real. And if the way you dress definitely has a reflection on how you how you think about it. Um, I'll just tell you a story. I don't know if I don't think he's listening, but if he is, it's okay. Um, I, I used because li- living in Eretz Yisrael. So uh, ties were not such a big thing back in the days. Maybe it's a little changed now. But um, Anashim Gedolim don't wear ties in Eretz Israel. It's, uh, it's more of a, a, a European, a more chutzlar, it's kind of a uh, dress. So I didn't wear a tie. So my student came over to me, says, well, if you're telling us that you have to dress, you know, like you're meeting an important person, well, wouldn't you wear a tie when you meet an important person? He said, yeah, you're right, I would. So so from then on, uh, I tried to, my best, I tried generally that I wear a tie. Because, you know, he said, you know, if, you, if you're really sincere in what you mean, and that you'll dress according to what it would mean, you're speaking to an important person. So you as an American, you wear a tie. And that's your, that's the way you dress. So that's the way you should stand in front of Menashem Gedolim. And, uh, you know, he was correct. And uh, as I said, I do try. Now, now, mind you, uh, there is a concept. There is a concept when you move to a different country, like 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 the Peleoites himself brought down over here. It says, what would they do in the place where you live? So, um, so since in Eretz Yisrael they don't, so you certainly have a right to dress as they do in Eretz Yisrael. But... Uh, but I guess uh, be, being in the Bay all the years, so it's like sort of like being in America. I don't know if I've ever uh, actually moved into. Uh, I, I live in Eretz Israel, but I don't think I became part of the culture of that over because I've always uh, 
involved with you know Americans. So therefore, I still feel more connected that way, and therefore, I held it. It was a it's a it was a proper uh, you know observation. Anyway, he says, "Who I did in Torah? You should also know when you're learning Torah. Also, Shashchina Kenegdo, the Shchina is there with you. Yehoda Bilavusho, but I think um, Telstone is named after Betel's uh, Yeshiva, and I, I think one of the founders here mentioned her father was Eliomeyer Bloch. That's the street I live on. Bloch, it's named after Eliomeyer Bloch. He came over to America. You know, in the, during the war, he came to America, he founded the Tel Yeshiva in Cleveland. So I think his daughter said that her father never took, took off his hat and jacket. He always wore it. In other words, these were people that looked at themselves, I'm always standing in front of the creator. And I have to dress in a certain way. I have to, I have to represent that. So this is what he's saying. Even when a person's learning Torah, the Shekhinah is with you. You have to dress appropriately. And you have to sit in a respectable manner. Kiyoshi was like you're standing in front of a king. These people lived it. These people lived it because they believed it. In other words, uh, if you really believe something, so then uh, it'll, it'll show itself off in reality. Very often we say things, but we don't really believe that. That's our uh, challenge in life. We have to really inculcate it and integrate it. It's, it's for real. When he would sit at his table, when you're saying, you're thanking Hashem, you sit respectfully. This table that you're on, this is um, this is the Shulchan of Hashem. This is your Mizbeach. This is, if you look at your table as a Mizbeach, it's a different activity. Um, I'm not sure who this is. I know there's Rehov Najara we have in Yushalayim, the same person. It's in the time of the Ari, Matovli Zorli Sate he said it would be very uh, advised to wear a jacket, like you see. A person should wear a jacket when he's saying Birkasamozan, which is calling in Arabic. Uh, Ober clade. Clade there is means clothes. So Ober means on top, meaning a, a coat, jacket. When you're davening, he says he highly recommends that. Okay, we have another minute. Just let me just finish up over. He has another hachon over here. Another hachon that should be important. Uh, 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 preparation in your mind, a mental preparation. katan. Person should do even small things. In other words, a person should always, just like you know, I heard a very famous line, don't. Don't activate your mouth until your brain is in gear. In other words, but not only your mouth, but anything. Make sure you, you, you thought it out first. Don't, don't do things impetuously. Don't be compulsive. Do it, think about it first. Don't do things suddenly. Think a little bit. Is it a good thing to do? Which one is it? In other words, should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? Certainly, here we go with the, with the mouth. Talk is cheap, and that's the problem. It's so cheap. You just uh, you just keep it going. Right? That's the famous idea of the Chavetz Khan, which doesn't work so much today. He said you should think about a telegram. You pay for every word you do. So if a person would think before they wrote. No, when they used to send telegrams, yeah, for each word you paid, so therefore you try to um, make it as concise as possible, use as few words, 
and get the whole idea across. So, so that's the way you have to think, you know, today, but every, that's the problem today. Everything, so you don't pay for anything. It used to be when I, when I moved here to call America, three minutes cost $10. Now you pay $10 and get a whole year's program for free, as much as you want. So, uh, so our thinking of our, our words are not as valued anymore. But he's saying, People talk very quickly. Most of it's problematic. It's not good. Before a person speaks, speaks. Think about it a little bit. And weigh it out. Is it something that I really should be discussing? Is it a mitzvah? Is it necessary? Etc. Etc. Over here. Like it says, Pia Mehirus. If you speak quickly, that that's a that's a formula for charata for regret. Well, mason, mason if a person takes his time and thinks about it, that's worth a lot of money. That's the gemara and brachos. Chuas Hashem berov yoetz. Hashem should save us with all of our thoughts. Hein bechlal sheishais bedaito to take advice with your mind. Viyamalach bekono and ask what well, ask your question. What would Hashem say? Okay, gentlemen. So uh, we covered most of it. There's still some more here. Um, and Hashem, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. I have to be at a doctor's appointment. But Bezrat Hashem, I think there will be a uh, someone who will be more than happy to uh, give over the Torah to Marmitz Hashem. So please uh, don't not come. Shkoyah. Any questions? Okay. So again, the shear was Lili Nishmas Chaim Alozer Ben Yehuda Ben Yamin. It's Hashem, his Neshama should have an Aliyah, and Ezra Hashem have a wonderful day today, and a Shabuat Tov and a Chodesh Tov. All the best. Thank you, Rabbi. Take care, all the best. Thank you, Rabbi. Pleasure, pleasure. Okay, great. Thanks, Rabbi Sternberg. Appreciate it. My pleasure. It's a gem. Everybody should be well. Good.